Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He jumps. He shoots. He scores. Don't miss a single drive, dribble, or dunk. It's college basketball season, and the American Sports Network has your ticket to the games. See your favorite league play with teams from Conference USA, the American, Atlantic 10, Mid-American, and more. Live college basketball on the American Sports Network. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. Joining us, Joe Henderson, and uh, Ira Kaufman is on assignment, but we have another basketball and sports legend of the Tampa Bay area, great writer Joey Johnson. Joey, pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be with you guys. I have admired the Sunshine Boys uh, podcast uh, in its uh, infancy and and delighted to be a part of it. Well, now you're going to probably be a part of a lot more than you ever wanted to, but that's... um... (laughs) Yes, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) That's right. Be careful what you wish for. We draft people. So um, Exactly. Speaking of draft, not too long down the road, there will be an NBA one, and there will be a lot of players going into this NCAA tournament and before that the conference tournaments who will someday want to play in that league. And, um, uh, Joe, we were talking a little before getting ready. Uh, I guess it's time to talk conference tournaments and that, uh, you know, who's going to play their way in? Who's hanging on the bubble? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the best time of year uh, for that. Uh, and a um, lot of interesting names on that bubble. Um a name that I don't think uh, we expected to see on the bubble, certainly uh, not at the start of the year and well into the season, Joey, the Xavier Musketeers. They uh, they are in free fall right now. Yeah, they've um, they've had a, a rough go <laughs> in the second half of the season <laughs> for sure, and uh, they need to do some work uh, this week. But it just goes to show you that uh, what happens in November and December may not uh, may not apply to March necessarily, and that's kind of uh, kind of what happened. I don't remember maybe as graphic uh, an example of Xavier in recent years in terms of it just kind of coming apart. But um, yeah, they definitely and desperately need a, a great week. Uh, uh, you know, many others around the country are just looking at you know, perhaps winning a game or, or uh, you know doing something to to boost themselves in, uh, a little bit further along. Uh, but Xavier, I think, is one of those teams that certainly needs to go uh, go through the whole week to have any kind of shot at, uh, at getting something done. Uh, for the most part, uh, some of these other big conference tournaments, uh, particularly like the ACC, you're just going to see these quarterfinals and semifinals of NCAA teams uh, button heads, and they're just getting their seeds uh, better uh, better aligned. Uh, I mean, the ACC is, is looking at, I don't know, 10 – teams. Uh, some people thought 11, but Georgia Tech lost. So, um, you know, it's just uh, unbelievable. It's a 10, 10-bit league, but that's where the ACC is now. And uh, elsewhere, everything seems to be uh, in place for, for a lot of these teams. Um, you know, seedings is a, a, a dual theme for a week like this is uh, bubble and seedings. And, and then by the end of the week, we have a better uh, – uh, a better assessment of it all, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of basketball. If you like basketball, you can do a <laughs> noon to midnight every day, uh, maybe even deeper than that. And I'll probably be one of those people that's doing that. So it's it's really cool. There's all there's actually some, there's actually a part of me that enjoys this week more than the NCAA uh, first week. I, I do I do love the conference tournaments uh, going on all at once, and I love to have several televisions in front of me. So I'll be looking for a 
perhaps an establishment with multiple televisions. That's the best way to view a week like this. Don't forget, you can stream it on um, a lot of these. You can stream on uh, online, and we uh, encourage those of you to get out to the American Sports Network site and check it out because ASN also uh, streams a lot of games. Uh, Watch ESPN is a great place to to stream games. CBS and NBC uh, all have apps which you can watch either on your phone or if you have a connected device like I do with Roku, you can you can watch a bunch of basketball all at one time. So you're going to have a chance. Plus, um, CBS will be back along with Turner to um, to stream all of the games, and um, and so we'll be able to see everything. Uh, of the tournament and then pre-tournaments as you guys were talking about. Um, of all the tournaments, let's set the ACC aside for the moment. Of all the other tournaments out there, um, Joe and Joey, what's, uh, what are the ones you're looking most forward to? Well, I kind of like the Atlantic 10 um, just because that that's a great basketball conference. And you've got You've got some schools there that may have some work to do, and I would I would put uh, VCU in that list. Um, they are probably in, maybe, but I think they're one of those teams that could get hurt if, um, if, if let's say for example you go to Conference USA, right, and you look mm-hmm. at Middle Tennessee, twenty-seven and four, um, mm-hmm. clearly, clearly the class of the league should get an at-large bid if they don't win the conference tournament. But if they, if they don't win the tournament, then that means that a, a, a lesser team is going to get in there. And that could hurt a, a team like VCU. I think it's close. I think VCU's body of work is, is right there. Um, but you know, this is when you you look at the uh, at their at their total resume, and they they lost to Fordham, um, they lost to Illinois. That's that's two not real good teams, and um, so that they're going to be sweating a little bit. They need to make something happen, I think, uh, in in the tournament this week. Joey, yeah, I I, um, I like uh, the Atlantic Ten as well. Uh, Dayton is a terrific team. Some people might think this is kind of the Archie Miller job search uh, resume uh, kind of thing. He's certainly the hot hot coaching name who's going to bounce somewhere if he, if he chooses to. Uh, Dayton and, and, and VCU, I think, are, are, are really, really good teams. Rhode Island is a good team as well, but they need, probably need to win a couple games to be secure. You know, getting in. So if the if the A10 ends up being a three bid league, that that's great. Uh, that's great for the A10. You know, the so the so called mid major. Uh, I've always been a, a, an admirer of VCU uh, way back back to the days when VCU would play in the conference with USF. They've always had great teams with a, with many different coaches uh, through the years, and now they have a Will Wade who's who's doing some great things. And here's another guy that could. Uh, could be on the move to a to a bigger job if he so chooses. So definitely the Atlantic Ten will be a fun tournament. I think another one, uh, another one that's sort of in that vein of a of a basketball first um, kind of conference is, is the Big East. And uh, you know we all remember the old Big East was was the, the juggernauts, the, the Syracuse and Georgetown, and the, those incredible tournaments they held at Madison Square Garden every year. Well, it, it hasn't really dropped off that much. Even though the Big East is, it looks a lot different than it used to. Uh, a lot of the old basketball-only members are still there, and it's still a, a tremendous league with uh, Villanova uh, likely being a number one seed uh, in the NCAA leading the way. And Butler, Creighton uh, should be safely in. But after that, when you get to the the middle of the league, it's going to be highly competitive. Uh, between uh, the likes of Seton Hall and Providence, Marquette, and as we had uh, mentioned, Xavier, all battling for the the next bid or two or per, or maybe three. I don't know if if, if the chips fall uh, as as they might. So that's going to be a heck of a basketball tournament at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know, maybe not considered the the Power Five. 
uh, conference, but really a really good basketball conference. And, and Butler and Creighton have added great value to that league. They've come in from smaller conferences, and they've been highly competitive, and, and they are uh, NCAA solid teams in their own right. So the breakup of the Big East, uh, while dissolving that football entity, really has has continued on in basketball for the most part uh, in a different way, but but still very very powerful. And uh, I think uh, um, will be a fun fun tournament to watch at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, I, I was impressed talking about uh, a conference that has always been. Um, a very impressive conference once they hit tournament time is the Colonial Athletic um, Association. And uh, this week, University of North Carolina Wilmington won the CAA title on Monday night. And uh, that's a good basketball team, you uh, you know, UNC Wilmington. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, um, the, yeah, the Seahawks uh, are, are always uh, – somebody to, to counter with. They've won games in the tournament before in the NCAA tournament. So that's that's a name to watch for sure. Uh, that's the old stomping grounds of, of VCU and, and some others. So that that's a conference that's undergone some changes too. But uh, back in the day, uh, not too long ago, they were a two-bid, even a three-bid kind of league. Uh, I don't know that they're that right now, but, but, but they've got some they've got some teams that nobody wants to play, and Wilmington is one of them. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. That is that is uh, Wilmington would scare me if I um, was one of the uh, say uh, one of the from one of those leagues that gets that's going to get seven or eight bids and and I was the the seventh or eighth team in and saw Wilmington on the other side of the bracket from me. I I would be staying up late uh, and and worrying about that one. But I want to backtrack a little bit, Joey, to the Big East and um, Marquette. You mentioned Marquette. Um, do you, uh, I'm not seeing necessarily that they're that they're in that good a shape. Um, it's I look at them uh, as as a team that's going to have a tough time getting into the tournament, and uh, the. Um, that looks that to me. That looks like a classic NIT team at this point, uh, unless of course they they run the table. Yeah, you're probably right. Their RPI is in the mid 50s. They're 19 and 11. They're 10 and 8 in the league. Uh, they will probably uh, be locking up with Villanova uh, in in the semifinals if they should advance to, to that point. So um, it, it's going to be tough, but but it's it's one of those things where you know in in a conference like the Big East, they could they could pull an upset like that. But they're coached by uh, by Wojo, Steve Wojciechowski, the old Duke guard, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's certainly got them going in the right direction. And um, but yeah, they're they would be you know like a 12 seed if they could somehow sneak in and win some games. Uh, you know they might really do some damage in the NIT, but it, it, it looks like they're they're on the upswing. And, um, you know, they should build and, and, and be a solid Big East team moving forward. Uh, certainly they have work to do. I mean, they're not in the, in the class of Villanova, Butler, Creighton, et cetera, that, that is just playing for a seed. And uh, and Seton Hall, who they'll be uh, uh, tangling with, is, is another of the so-called bubble teams. So, you know, it's just going to be a flip of the coin all around. So we just have to sit back and watch. But, um, you know. They're in the hunt, but they're they can't be feeling secure about it unless they do some things this week for sure. What there, about, uh, there was ahead, also uh, no, there was an interesting story the other day. This veers away from the from the bubble talk a little bit, but I I found it fascinating um, that uh, I saw on C, on CBSSports.com that uh, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, has great interest uh, in expanding basketball. And one of the schools that they're targeting is Wichita State. And um, there were kind of non-denial denials about that, if you, if you, if you get the drift. Um, and uh, I think Dayton was mentioned as a, as a possible target as well, and VCU. But the main focus seemed to be on Wichita. And the, the feeling 
uh, is that, that Wichita is ready to move beyond uh, the Missouri Valley and um, that they they really uh, feel that that's critical in, in uh, to get into a stronger conference um, to keep uh, Coach Greg Marshall happy. So um, that would be that would be a bold move for uh, the American, but I think it'd be a that would be a, if they could pull that off. That would be a strong, strong move. Uh, for the American it, it would. Conference. It would be interesting, and it would be a, a reversal of fortune for a league that is so used to being poached uh, or being targeted, and now to be the aggressor would be, would definitely be a, a, a turnabout. Uh, but and and it would it would almost it would it would, it would harken back to the old Big East days in a way of, of kind of that basketball emphasis because the the football has been the driver uh, for the most part of uh, of the American, and um, you know if they were to to try to expand to get a Wichita or a VCU or a Dayton, uh, that would that would really beef up their basketball resume, um, and and almost almost be like an old Big East kind of situation. But um, you know, it hadn't been a hadn't been a bang up year for the American. It's pretty top heavy. You know, I think Cincinnati and SMU is pretty uh, pretty cut and dried as two teams that are going to get in. Two two teams that could could uh, could pose some challenges for some. NCAA opponents, but uh, beyond that, I mean, Houston has a good record, but but uh, again, a, a definitely a bubble team unless they go deep into the tournament. So, um, you know, it wasn't too long ago, just a few years ago, where you could legitimately look at four or five uh, bids from the American, and so that's been a bit of a step back. Although the the teams at the top that they have are kind of elite and and should do some damage in the NCAA. So, uh, a very good basketball league overall, though even though it took a bit of a step back uh, in consistency this year. But uh, very, very, very good and very underrated. A lot of good uh, teams in there that can do some damage. So if they were to beef up again, that would be, that would be fascinating. Well, according to a number of sources, Wichita, VCU, and Dayton would be the three teams that they would add. And they would add – only they'd be only basketball teams that would not be uh, involved in any other in any other sports and um I mean, it I seems as though they of, I, I can't ahead, think of three better teams to add i mean goodness gracious that that would be a coup for the americans they could pull it off uh and that would that would that would put them in the in the uh in the equivalency to me of of a big east uh, the the new big east they would be uh, very similar, and they'd be they would certainly be right there. I think, you know, beyond you know the so-called Power Five, that, that I think they'd be they'd be next uh, for sure with a with a uh, lineup like that. So that would that that'll be uh, something really interesting to follow. Well, one thing we know about Mike Oresco, he does not, you know, think inside the box. He goes outside the box quite often, and I think that. Um, He's not going to let this, um, you know, go by. And I think that, um, you know, if you look at it, adding those teams would clearly help them in uh, in creating a conference that would be uh, attractive both in football and basketball and would then, you know, hopefully get them uh, deeper in the revenue situation, which they um, they desperately, you know, want to get to. Because they are right now sitting on the outside. They're probably... I don't think anybody would argue they're they're on a football level. They are the sixth Power Five conference. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would yeah. Say so. okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, right now, I would say that football-wise, that they are at least comparable, if not better, uh, than the Big Twelve. I mean, the, you know, that's there. Are, there's there's some there's some good teams in the Big Twelve, but once you get beyond the the top it it falls off pretty fast and especially uh, the the problems Texas has had the last several years hasn't helped their profile much but uh, no I agree that's a it's a it's a very good football league and a move like this if it's true and if they pull it off uh, I I agree with Joey completely that puts them on par uh, with you know, most of the most of the uh, pure basketball conferences that you could think about, uh, they and it would certainly um, bringing them back closer to home. That would certainly be a, 
an interesting challenge for the University of South Florida as they try to rebuild from, um, can we overstate it or understate it by calling this season a catastrophe? Um, <laughs> so that, that's that's uh, that's that's mild. Uh, you need to go higher. Uh, you know, dot com, whatever. Well, I have a question. Uh, you, guys, hey, you guys see them up close and personal. Could the UConn women beat USF men's team? No, no. Uh, yeah, would it be close? Uh, I I understand no. why people would make. It's kind of like the, you know, could Ohio State beat the Bengals or whatever the Browns? Right. And then you know, come on, it's, it's kind of a, a silly argument. I'm uh, I'm just I apologize to my alma mater for making fun yeah. of them. I, uh, but well, I, I'm a great a great admirer of UConn women, uh, but it's it, it's a different it's a different game. It's, it's mm-hmm. the same sport. It's just a different game, and uh, comparisons are kind of you know kind of fruitless in a way. But um, uh, but they're they're certainly uh, certainly pretty amazing. Uh, and. 106, 107 uh, wins in a row, and they uh, they get to their conference final and beat their opponent 100 to 44. That opponent, of course, was USF. So um, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know who who's going to stop the UConn women, but um, it, it looks like it's another another national title. We'll go deep into next season with the uh, the streak going deeper into the hundreds. So it's, if and when they lose, it'll be it'll be a monumental moment for sure. Uh, speaking of USF boys, um, any uh, anybody got their ear to the ground on who might be the uh, the new head coach there? Joey, boy, crickets, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, oh. I, yeah. I was waiting uh, you, for you, somebody to say something. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, a guy that wants the job very much is Stan Jones. He's the assistant at Florida State, and. He has recruited a lot of good players from this state to to, to FSU, and he's a longtime uh, lieutenant of uh, Leonard Hamilton. I think he'd be a great choice. I I, I don't know that they're going to go in that direction. Uh, you keep hearing about the uh, UCLA assistant that uh, would be somebody known very well to Mark Harlan, who helped hire Steve Alford at UCLA during his time there. Um, I'm not I'm not quite sure when when they're going to get this done or what direction they're going to go into. Of course, Murray Barto wants the job, but he's 1-15, so that's a problem, uh, the interim coach. Uh, I, I just I don't know when they're going to do this or how they're going to do it or wh- who they're going to end up with. I just know what I would like to see, and I would like to see someone who is who is stable, who is committed to building it, who can identify talent, who can develop talent, and who can recruit Florida. I think they've gotten away from that, and that if you go back historically to USF teams that were successful in the NCAA or NIT, they were built primarily with Florida players, and they are out there. They are just going to different schools, and there are some that fly under the radar that that can be uh, plucked and developed, and that is that is something that needs to happen at USF. Um, they need to find guys that are different than the one than the recruits I could identify if I went to an AAU tournament. They need to find guys who who have a, who can develop in a few years and and who are flying under the radar. And that's a skill and a talent, and and that's something they need they need desperately. Uh, if they can build with, from Tampa, St. Pete, Orlando, Miami, Jacksonville. Uh, with with kids that that want to come to USF and play in the American Athletic Conference, uh, that's the kind of coach I think they need. They don't need somebody coming in, getting guys from uh, New York and these uh, these basketball factories, trying to make a quick resume in two years and fly out of there. They need somebody committed who will build it from the ground up. And I don't care if it requires two or three more bad years. They need to build a foundation. And once they have the foundation, it should be lasting because they have everything in place. They have the facilities. They have a great school. They have a great city. Uh, they just don't have a basketball team, and they need to get that. And they need to, to seriously look at the way to do it and do it right and do it right this time. So that's what I'm looking for, regardless of the name of the coach. That's the profile I want to see. Uh, I completely agree. And I'll I'll even go deeper into that. Dick Vitale, as we all know down here, once called uh, USF the toughest job in the in the country, and 
uh, he's been proven right for the most part, but there is no reason on God's green earth that the University of South Florida men's basketball program cannot be not only competitive, but successful and and become a team that we won't be shocked if they make the NCAA tournament, that they should they should go into a season with those kinds of expectations. And I don't know what's happened out there. Um, it's easy to blame it on the coaching hires, but um, they've got to get this one right. <laughs> and there, there's some interesting guys out there, Joey. Uh, a, a guy right down the road from Tampa in Fort Myers, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. How, how about a, a Joe Dooley? He's going to be on some lists this year. Um, there was a uh, – you mentioned Seton Hall earlier. Uh, Kevin Willard uh, has has been linked to this job in the past. And one name that keeps popping up, and, and I don't know why, but it, it's, it just keeps kind of hanging out there, is uh, Rick, Richard Patino from Minnesota. I don't know why he would leave there for here, but his name still seems to be in the mix. And, you know, there is speculation out there that because this has been so quiet um, that – and Harlan, Mar, you know, the uh, the athletic director, I would, I would almost say going into this season, he knew he was going to be doing a coach search. They fired Orlando Antigua uh, in, in early January. So he's been to, – to say he's just been sitting there um, – Biding his time, I think, would be inaccurate. I think he he may well already have his guy. Uh, I don't know. But whatever he does, got to get this one right because that is the last really big issue at USF that needs to be fixed athletically. Every other program is is competitive. Football is, 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 is going to be ranked next year. Women's basketball is, is – you know, if they could avoid playing UConn uh, three times a year, they would, you know, uh, they've got a lot going for them there. Baseball, softball, all the rest. Can't, they can't seem to solve the problem with men's basketball, and it, it's got to get fixed. It's just a mess. You know, you know the, only, the only thing I can think of on Richard Patino, just, you know, it's a, a fascinating uh, name, uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily make sense to go from the Big Ten in Minnesota and, and an NCAA team to to USF. Um, the only thing that would make sense there is, is, is if somehow the, the right people in town, and there are some people linked to Rick Patino here uh, who, who once uh, were involved in, in the Outback operation, um, who are very close to him, if somehow – there's some something going on behind the scenes where they're pu- they're putting a, a big package together to get to get Richard Patino here, and he sees the potential, and and maybe he wants to live in Tampa. Maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, once upon a time, Lee Rose left Purdue for USF. Uh, maybe that didn't make a lot of sense either to people, but um, I guess if the right financial package is in place, and he believes he can win, which I'm sure he does, um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not impossible. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to deny that USF is a, could be a good destination. Uh, it just um, you have to bank on things you haven't seen yet, them winning and them reaching their potential. And it, and I think the right kind of person can see where you can get to that point. It just hasn't been shown very often. Um, so I mean, you know, through it all, regardless of who they hire, regardless of what direction they go, it, this can be a great job. It really can. I mean, the facilities are there. Uh, the city is great. The conference is very respectable. Um, you can you can do some things here with the right players and the right coach. It's not like this is uh, you know some some uh, dismal outpost where you're where you're being sentenced uh, to a, to a to a bad bad life and a bad uh, program. It, it can be a really good program, and it, and it should be a good program. I think that's the bigger the bigger issue, and um, there's just there's been a long-term tolerance of less than that, and that 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 needs to change. I think Mark Harlan certainly realizes that. Maybe he hasn't been really vocal, but he certainly realizes that and knows that this thing has to get fixed. The Sunshine Boys podcast on ASN Digital will return after these words.
It's not just about the wins and losses. It's about the fights and tosses. Steps up, centers it, shot. Oh, what a sprawling save. It's always hockey season. Every slap, every scrape, every score. See it all live on the American Sports Network. Welcome back to this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast right here on Blog Talk Radio and ASN Digital. Uh, I'm Jim Williams, your host. Joining me as we talk basketball, Joe Henderson and Joey Johnson. Let's uh, let's get back to the conversation on uh, the college basketball tournaments and the upcoming NCAA college basketball tournament. You know, one of the things that... Um, we can chat about for just a second here, guys, and, and why it's so important to um, to have a, a team that's consistently playing at a level high enough to make it to the NCAA tournament is that a single um, appearance right now in the NCAA tournament is $1.7 million. That's part of the new te- television deal. If you were to actually make it from you know, to a sweet 16, that's $5.5 million. And then if you were to make it to the final four, that's approximately $8.5 million. So, you know, that, that all goes, it's incredibly complex, but that all goes (laughs) into the conference um, units as they're called and, and they're paid off. But the point being, the more teams your conference can get in the tournament, the more money your conference then doles back to, um, you know, to the teams in the in the conference. So, the fact that you don't have a team that's legit on a consistent basis and getting into the NCAA is a factor that hurts the AAC, and that's a reason why you look at them going after a Wichita State, why they're going after a VCU, why they're going after a Dayton. That, you know, if they got many runs from any one of those three teams in the tournament, you're talking, you know, that they could end up in the $20, $30 million range when uh, when you're talking uh, tournament time. Well, and and there's, there's another great point to keep in mind um, that – College basketball, we all talk about the Power Five conferences in football, right? Mm-hmm. College basketball is a totally different beast. Right. And you, you can have a butler go to the national championship game two years in a row in men's college basketball uh, when you could not uh, conceive of uh, a team from the AAC, for example. Let's say USF next year. supposed to be very, very good in football. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that they do go undefeated and win the conference. Mm-hmm. They're, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be in the playoff. You know, they're going, they'll get a nice bowl trip, but that but that's the extent of it. But if you've got a basketball team in the AAC uh, that you can build to the level that's that we've seen a, a VCU, for example, or a Butler, or some something like that, you can go all the way. And Butler came within what about an eighth of an inch of, of winning the national championship. So that's how the mindset has to be uh, when you're approaching this program uh, at, at USF. Football is going to be your flagship, of course, but you can't just look at at men's basketball as and and just say, well, you know, we'd like to be good, but I guess you know we we aren't. You know, you've got to change that mindset. I do think uh, Mark Harlan um, is on it. Uh, I think he 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 certainly uh, does not like what he sees, and um, he I think he will be bold and decisive. I don't know if it's going. I don't know who he's going to get. I suspect he he already knows who he wants, and um, Maybe we'll have an announcement uh, as soon as the regular season's over and the conference tournaments and, and they can get on uh, with the business of trying to build a program. If I'll tell you this, the other thing to keep in, in mind is if it, if the announcement is delayed much past the end of the conference tournaments, that would tell me that they're after um, and may, may well have a, a deal in place with a coach who is, 
in the tournament uh, and still active at that point. Well, I mean, there's a number of um, possibles in that factor. So um, uh, one of which would be Florida Gulf Coast. Absolutely. That, by the way, well, as a team, uh, if I'm if I'm picking, you know, one of the smaller conference uh, teams that I don't want to play, that would be one of them. Um, I don't want to say they're Dunk City again, but uh, I did see them a couple of times, and they're they're very athletic. They defend. Uh, they can they can put pressure on you, and I I don't know if they're going to be a 15 seed or a 14 seed, but whoever they line up against, that's going to be a, a, a game to watch, I believe. Um, I don't know that they're capable of going to the Sweet 16 again like they did a few years ago, but I think they can certainly win a game in the NCAA tournament, and they're not going to be somebody you want to come on your line for sure. One real quick last uh, follow-up on, on the, the money situation, just to give people an idea of apples to apples. Um, 1.7 to appear in – you know, one NCAA tournament game would be equivalent to uh, an, going to an Outback Bowl uh, game in, on New Year's Day, which is, you know, they usually pay out the New Year's Day games are the ones that pay out the most. So that's what you're looking at. You're looking at um, equal to a one, you know, playing in a New Year's Day bowl game in one appearance in an NCAA tournament. Well, yeah, and because uh, a conference like the AAC does not have the big TV package that the Power right. Fives do, you know, that becomes even more critical. So, sure. uh, you know, uh, I hear you, and, and I am sure that the conference is looking at USF right now going, guys, get your act together down there. And, you know, got to hope they do. Yes, you know, um in the proverbial, to use the term that Joe Henderson likes, um, not for nothing, uh, I was looking at the um, the most recent bracketology situations out here, and it looks like a number three-seeded Florida team could open against a number 14-seeded Winthrop team. Um, well, I know who um, my son will be rooting for, Um and it's not the Gators, and although his fiance, his fiance is a Gator, so that could be okay. uh, yeah. could be a yeah, tough that day. Could be interesting. Yeah. Could be a tough day, but uh, yeah, uh, that there's another guy um, uh, that um, maybe on some coaching list this year um, for uh, uh, coach. The um, Winthrop Winthrop's really good. Um, I don't know that they're quite as good as when Greg Marshall um, had them in the tournament every year, it seemed like. And remember, Joey, they beat Notre Dame one year and, and played Oregon blown out in the second, the second half of a game against Oregon. But they, but they were very respectable that year, and they were, they were that proverbial team that nobody wanted to play. And um, – Very impressive run through the Big South tournament, and, and good luck to them. But uh, the Gators would be uh, – that'd be a big hunk of meat for them to try to uh, to pull that off, even uh, with John Igbunu, the big Gator center, uh, out for the year, unfortunately. Joey, what's your read on the Gators? Um, I think uh, I think they certainly could uh, – could could threaten for the Sweet 16. Uh, Igbunu being out is, is, is a difficult one. Because he was such a, a good force inside for them, offensively and defensively. Uh, it, you know, once again, it, it, it's almost like a cliche, but it depends on the matchups, depends on who they're, who they draw into. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with, with uh, what Mike White has done in terms of rallying the troops together and the way they play uh, uh, team basketball. It, it sort of almost reminds me of a, of a Lon Kruger situation. Uh, a few years ago, where he, he just had a maybe a team that wasn't filled with mega superstars, but the the uh, they they all were pulling in the right direction, pulling on the same rope, and and it added up to a to a really good team, and that's the kind of team they seem to have this year. Um, obviously, they're they're projected to go to Orlando, 
so they should have some, somewhat of a of a home court. Um, we'll just have to see whether you know uh, how deep they can go in the SEC tournament. If if um, if they're not successful, maybe they maybe they drop to a four. I don't know, and that you know theoretically means a tougher game, a four thirteen game. So um, you know we'll we'll have to see. But I, I I'm 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 impressed with the season that they've had uh, for sure. And uh, they've just mowed right through, uh, right through the conference, and um, they've got some very nice wins. And um, you know, I'm, I, I think that the program is in pretty good shape after after uh, their departure of Billy Donovan. Uh, they're back where they're at, at the top of the SEC, and 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 what looks like um, a team that could challenge for for an annual NCAA bid. Uh, they're going to have to. You know, hike it up a, a a few notches to be like a, a Final Four uh, sort of a contender, but um, but Mike White's doing a nice job, and I, I I like him as a coach. I think he he does a good job. Uh, you know, with the ebbs and flows of the season and, and game situations. Um, so if they get a few breaks, I think they could be a Sweet 16 team, but more realistically, probably a team that uh, gets. Uh, gets to the first week and, and bows out. All in all, though, a, a pretty darn good season for the Gators. You know, yeah. go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say Mike White, uh, SEC Coach of the Year, great great coaching job this year. has held them together reasonably well um, with the uh, loss of Igbunu. The, the program's in, in great hands with, with him, and that's a – that's a tribute to uh, the former AD Jeremy Foley for uh, for getting his man there. He got the right guy. You know, yeah, again, that's what it takes sometimes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, in the proverbial, remember, this is not real yet, but uh, it is just a projection. Uh, here's the nightmare scenario. You guys are just talking about you know FSU and and Leonard and Leonard Hamilton's done a phenomenal job there. Um, if this is true, um, if this were to come to fruition, uh, in the Eastern region, FSU and Akron, I would not want to play Akron under the no circumstances. That they are no. they are a lights <laughs> out shooting. They start shooting from the parking lot, um, and and making them. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, that is not your. That's a three fourteen matchup. You do not want to play. I don't think Akron's going to be seated. Uh, I think they're going to get that a better well? seed than that. Yeah, I, I could see them being a an eleven or even a ten. Uh, they're really, really good, and uh, you, you're right. That uh, that would be if let's let's go with your theory and say that they do get um, you know, a fourteen seed, and uh, you're a three seed. And you, see that name pop up on the other side you're going oh man what did we do to deserve this but uh you know florida state you mentioned florida state uh they're doing now they they rebounded nicely the other day uh, last week against miami who is probably safely in the tournament i think we can all agree on that so they they swept the the uh the hurricanes in two games this year needed really to win that game and they did impressively um, finish up undefeated at home. But now, you know, those same old questions are going to start popping up, which always seems to happen with Florida State late in the season. Uh, can they answer the bell uh, come March? And I have not seen a lot to encourage me that, that this year is going to be different than most other years where Miami or where Florida State, excuse me, start strong they 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 make you think okay this year is different and then for some reason they they just fade down the stretch what are your thoughts joey well they're they're a number two seed in the acc tournament uh that should be a sweet 16 team for sure uh and and a final four contender so that's where the bar should be for them um you know it shouldn't they should they should certainly hold their seed in the NCAA tournament. I, mean, I think that that's a, a good gauge. If you play in a league like the ACC and you're the second best or the second seeded team, um, you know you should do some things in the NCAA tournament. 
and we'll we'll be curious to see how far they go in, in the ACC tournament for that matter. But um, uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I've seen them uh, uh, through the season, and, and they're. I don't know that I'd I'd, I'd uh, bet my life on them. <laughs> they're they're not that kind of team. Uh, they're the kind of team that could could lose to anybody. It, it seems uh, they they can roll out some some dog games. They can play some great games. Um, so the consistency factor is not quite there, but they are 24 and seven uh, for crying out loud, and 12 and six in the ACC, and um, they have a chance to win 30 games uh, if they can go deep in the NCAA tournament. So I guess by anybody's definition, that's a pretty good season. Um, I guess it's just been so long since FSU has has uh, gone to the second week or really contended for a Final Four that people are are skeptical. Um, it would be great for the program if if FSU would maintain its speed, whatever that is, or, or not get upset if it would play to the level that that is it is seeded. And I think that would be something that you could really build upon uh, if. They would flame out and get beat by somebody lesser. Then that's another brick on the wall of, oh, FSU, you can't trust them. So uh, kind of an important stretch for Leonard Hamilton and this program to kind of uh, build on what they've created so far. Okay, guys, here on the Sunshine Boys podcast with Joe Henderson and Joey Johnson. Guys, um, give me a handful of teams, three or four that uh, you think are going to um, have a, uh, you know, are worthy of, of watching in the NCAA tournament? Okay. Go first, Joe, or you want me to start? No, go, go ahead, Joey. Uh, okay. Uh, a team I love is Purdue. Um, Caleb Swanigan is a, is a terrific, terrific player, a force inside a guy that's really improved. I love and have loved Matt Painter as a coach. I realize backing a Big Ten team is not fashionable. The league has not had a great year. Um, and uh, uh, probably the the uh, the theme with, with the Big Ten is, is to downgrade them or talk about the lack of bids. And I'm not saying Purdue necessarily is going to get to the Final Four or win the national championship, but uh, I think they're going to, they're going to be a factor in this NCAA tournament, and I just I just like their style of play, and I like Swanigan a lot, and I like what Painter does with them. So I'm gonna I've got my eyes on Purdue. Also have my eyes on SMU, out of the uh, American. Um, in the post Larry Brown era, they have actually ratcheted it up, and um, they're not a particularly deep team, but they're very athletic. They put pressure on you and they create problems, I think they could easily be a Sweet 16 uh, type of team. And um, among the superpowers, the um, the teams that everybody's picking, uh, I've got a really good feeling about UCLA um, with how deep they can go this year with Lonzo Ball and 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 uh, Bryce uh, Alford, the, the, the son of the coach at guard. They have a great backcourt, and as we all know, guards are so important in March. Um, it's been a while since UCLA has really made a big statement in in March. I think this could be the year for it. I know that you would include them in, in the you know the three or four teams that everybody's picking to win the national championship. But I would uh, I would definitely keep my eye on the Bruins to uh, make a mark this March. So those are my those are my you know three or so teams that I'm kind of going to put a circle on in my bracket. Joseph. Well, I would uh, first first off look at the uh, Dayton Flyers, who um, kind of uh, flew under the radar a little bit this year. But you look up, and all of a sudden they're they're conference champions, and they are a very well balanced team. They don't they don't really have one guy so much. I think that stands out as as much as they do. Um, they can beat you a lot of different ways. They play very good defense. And uh, that's a team that that really, I think we could look up and see them. It wouldn't surprise me if they were an elite eight team. Um, Joey went with SMU. I'll go with the other uh, AAC team, Cincinnati. 
um, Mick Cronin has done a terrific job with that team this year. And now they are another, they're, they're kind of in that FSU category uh, from the way that, uh, you know, March has treated them in the last few years. They, they have not gotten over the hump to get to the sweet 16. They, they definitely have the ability to do that uh, this year. And I would, um, I would think that they kind of need to do that too uh, for, uh, to to kind of cement their image and and their own uh, feeling that uh, that they are a team that can go deep into March, and I'll um, I was tempted to say Oregon because uh, not only because Joey said UCLA but I was uh, Oregon's a dangerous team, but uh, keep an eye on Wichita State that that uh, Greg Marshall can flat coach and he's got those guys playing great they, their strength of schedule has been a little suspect this year which is why they aren't more highly regarded I think in the rankings but all they do is win and they win by a lot and uh, Greg Marshall knows what he's doing in terms of how to prepare uh, for this time of year uh, I would um, not like to see him on the sideline opposite a team that I uh, was coaching or was following so uh, those would be my three, Dayton, Cincinnati, and Wichita. My three would be Villanova. I like Villanova again this year. I think that they're an incredibly talented team, and and um, I don't see any way that they can't make it back to uh, to potentially the Final Four. Uh, I already talked about Coach Dembro and his team in Akron. I think they might be the little Cinderella team this year, like Akron and what uh, what they can do. And another potential, um, there wouldn't be a Cinderella team, but I don't think they're getting as much pub, is West Virginia. Uh, I think they're, you know, obviously Kansas is the best team in the Big 12, but West Virginia, I, I don't think, is that far behind. And um, I think that would be a fun team to, um, to watch. I think that uh, they're going to have, uh, um, they're going to have an interesting uh, tournament. So, Basically, I'm saying Villanova, West Virginia, and Akron. And if you know anything about my history, all of them will be bracket busters in the first week. So um, nobody's going anywhere. But but those are the three I, I like <laughs> at this point. So Interesting that we talked about three Ohio teams, um, yeah. which are all going to the dance, and Ohio State is not, is one not even on the radar this year. Yeah. Well, they're going, but they're just going. They're they got tickets, so um, yeah, they're, not... they're they're going to the NIT. I hope they they have a nice time. <laughs> have a nice time in New York. Okay. <laughs> well, tell you what, guys, we've come to the end of this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host, Joe Henderson, and uh, Joey Johnson with us. Um, Joey, since you are our guest and likely to be our guest many, many, many more times down the road, um, how can we get in touch with you from? Uh, Give us your social media and and um, also a little insight on what you're going to be doing this weekend. Uh, we know that you'll be watching some tournaments, but you know, give us a little idea what uh, what tournaments you want to see. Uh, well, first of all, my my Twitter handle is uh, at uh, Joey Johnston eight one three, the familiar Tampa area code. Mm-hmm. So it can be reached through that. Um, I will be just immersed. In uh, hopefully finding the uh, the hot game of the day, uh, I, I'm, I'm I like to flip and 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 go back and forth on on games, but I I will be watching the Big East tournament for sure, and and the ACC likely because of all those superpowers uh, butting heads. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the uh, of the uh, inconsequential uh, under the radar. Leagues. I, I love the uh, the late night, you know, Big West and all those on on Saturday. Saturday is is one of the truly fascinating days in sports uh, for me or for anyone who who loves basketball, where you can, you know, uh, it, it, it talk about uh, threatens the human condition to go that long watching basketball, but uh, <laughs> you can go, to, go to like two in the morning watching basketball. Um, and and I also watch the the, the Big Ten uh, because there's some there's some desperate teams there that, that need some wins, and I think there's going to be some uh, some all out 
all-out basketball going on in that, in that league. Um, some real scrambling going on with the Illinois and the Iowas of the world. So that'll be uh, that'll be some some interesting basketball watching as well. So um, you know how these things go. You go into it with a little bit of a plan of what you think is going to happen, and then something completely unexpected presents itself. That's part of the beauty of all this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to dive in and, and and see where it takes me. Cool. Joseph, you're up. Well, the I'm not quite as willing to stay up till 2 in the morning as Joey is, but uh, I, too, will immerse myself and just I'm, – I, I will make sure that my remote has, has uh, new batteries in them because I'll okay. be flipping all over the place. And, uh, you know, you, you've got to watch the ACC. I mean, it's just it, – if, if you're a basketball fan, uh, and we all are here, I mean, that's the best conference in the country this year. So you're not going to see a bad game there. Um, I'm going to be curious to see um, what comes out of the Atlantic 10. Um, if there's an upset in there someplace. Um, the, I'm going to be watching to see what, because there's always somebody comes along that, that uh, is 10 and 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Somehow gets to the conference final. And and messes everything up. Uh, so be watching that. Uh, team so I'm that'll be USF this on. year. Yeah, exactly. And um, and one of the one of the teams that not a lot of people are talking about, but they're playing very good. Joey mentioned the Big Ten is uh, the Michigan Wolverines. So you know that would be a team that could get in there and and get on a run in the Big Ten tournament and maybe surprise some people. So yeah, just it. It's one of the great weeks uh, mm-hmm. in sports. Um, next week's even better. So this is, if you're a college basketball fan, uh, you're about to be rewarded. And uh, Twitter, you can find me uh, at the initial J Henderson Tampa. All right. Um, I am going to uh, be attending the uh, Big Ten tournament in uh, Washington, D.C. And... Um, having some fun watching that and uh, when i'm not i'll uh be with the rest of you guys checking out uh, what's going on at the a10 and um conference usa on asn and also um acc basketball and um and anything else that uh that might be interesting with regard to um uh, the many different teams that are still available in college basketball and uh hoping to see uh, St. Mary's get into the tournament. Last year, they won 29 games and got snubbed. This year, they won 28 games, and I'm hoping that they'll find their way to the tournament uh, come Sunday afternoon. So Interesting interesting commentary on basketball, college basketball today that you just triggered a thought in my mind. The Big Ten tournament in Washington, D.C., and the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. I guess, if, if anything, that shows how much things have changed. Uh, but uh, just a commentary on how the the conference realignment and and the result of that we have new new markets for these conference tournaments. Well, the irony is going to be that um, the ACC was here last year. Then they're going, as you said, they're going to be in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Then the uh, Big Ten tournament is going uh, to New York next year. The A10 tournament is coming to DC. And um, so three years in a row, uh, the Verizon Center will have uh, handled an ACC tournament, a Big Ten tournament, and then next season the A-10 tournament before the A-10 goes back to where they really started, and that was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So uh, everything, you know, it's a cyclical thing. It moves on, but yeah. Conference realignment has uh, brought some very interesting um, geographic challenges uh, all the way down the line, no question about it. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. For Joe Henderson and for Joey Johnston, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation about basketball. Remember that you can get the Sunshine Boys podcast at iTunes, the Google Play Store, on Blog Talk Radio, and of course, listening to it right here on ASN Digital. So, again, for Joe Henderson, 
Joey Johnson. I'm Jim Williams. We hope that you have a wonderful weekend and that your basketball team wins its tournament and sees itself into the big dance. Take care. He jumps, he shoots, he scores. Don't miss a single drive, dribble, or dunk. It's college basketball season, and the American Sports Network has your ticket to the games. See your favorite league play with teams from Conference USA, The American, Atlantic 10, Mid-American, and more. Live college basketball on the American Sports Network. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus